Okay. Um, man, I appreciate it, uh, Toby, what you're doing here. The, the men, when you get a group of men together, it's just different. And you can talk about things that you, know, that you normally can't talk about. You can almost bump it up to what I call like a PG-13 to where, all right, and that's when things start getting real, all right? So I love talking to men because I know we all got issues, every one of us. And uh, we're not all that unlike each other, all right? So what I'm going to talk to you about today, this will be, be interesting, interesting information. I love talking about this because I have a lot of experience at this, and, and we all do. So here's a question. When you look in the mirror, what words would you use to describe yourself? And when we're all looking in the mirror now, it's not just, I mean, we, we, we're, I'm talking about really looking in the mirror. This is what I see. What, what words? Would it, be, uh, would it be brave? I can describe myself as brave, uh, strong, alive, fierce, safe. Just trying to get you to think it. Religious? Oh, that's a, that's a religious guy in the mirror. Intellectual, I'm free, I'm honest, I'm, just, I'm a good old boy, I see a good old boy in the mirror. Do you see someone that's bound through whatever, through addictions? Do you see somebody that's scared, vulnerable? Do you see a leader? I mean, we can go, somebody that's arrogant. Deep down inside, I know that's an arrogant sucker I'm looking at. So, next question is this. What words would you want other people to describe, use to describe you? That's totally different. Do they match? Do any of those words match? All right, let me show you. Uh, let me show you a couple of guys here. Let me let me let me uh, let me get out of the way. That's a good-looking guy, right? Like most of us, I guess. Do uh, it. Let me give you. A... Oh yeah, that's way way more clear. His people sent me this picture. I'm kidding, but this is this guy's name is Frank. All right, let me talk about Frank here for a second. A decent-looking guy. I mean, he's... All right, between the ages of 16 and 21, this guy, Frank, cashed in $2.5 million of fraudulent checks in every state and 26 foreign countries. Like a bank? Banks are a joke to this guy. It's like a bank? Uh, okay, that's fine. doesn't matter what, where... I mean, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to cash in. He successfully posed as an airline pilot... A lawyer, which we can probably believe that, a college professor, a doctor, and a medical supervisor. How, how that happens, you know, wow. He was caught, but he escaped from prison, mas masquerading as an undercover officer uh, at the Bureau of Prisons. All right? So this guy's name is Frank Abagnale. All right? There's a book and a movie based on his story, Catch Me If You Can. I don't know if y'all have seen that. All right, so that this interesting guy, to say the least, I think it's probably an understatement. All right, 
This guy, it's kind of an older picture. This guy's name is Ferdinand. His people wouldn't send me an updated picture, by the way. So we're going to have to go with the old, are you talking to me type picture. It's like, because it looks like you're talking to me here. So that's what, that's what we're, uh, that's what was Ferdinand. So here's, here's the scoop on uh, Ferdinand. He took on the identity of an assistant warden at a Texas prison. Took on the identity of a lawyer, a college professor. Apparently, it doesn't take much to be a lawyer or a college professor or, or some, kind of, some kind of medical doctor. So I would know that. It doesn't take, it doesn't take a whole lot. Um, college professor. At one point, he stole the credentials of a doctor he knew and became a Canadian Navy surgeon. There's no, like, you got to actually do surgeries, I would think, if you're a surgeon. He he performed multiple surgeries, even extracting a bullet from a soldier's chest, which is crazy. But but just to make everybody feel better, uh, Ferdinand said that he would refer to medical books in order to know what to do. So that made, I guess that made everything okay. Um, Best-selling book, The Great Imposter, all right? He's got, uh, so both of these guys... They've, uh, they've done some stuff, right? Um, what words would we use to describe these guys? We're talking about using words, descriptives. and uh, What words? Liar, imposter, fake, con, phony, smart. Resourceful, perceptive. The bottom line is they were masters at being someone else. They could do that. It was easy for them. They're what we call posers. And they, they did it. They did it. They did it very, very well. So what's a poser? We just described one. A liar, an imposter, a fake. Uh, and that's pretty heavy stuff. When you start talking about that, I don't want to. I don't want other people to refer to me as a, as a liar, a fake, a fraud. But here's the thing: we can all identify with the poser, every one of us, at some point, because at times we all pose because it's about perception. Because when there, when there's a difference, and there always is a disconnect between the words that we want other people to use to describe us and then the words that we use, we pose to make up the difference because that's what we want. What we want to be versus what we are. It's good intentions. We all know that good, good intentions don't, don't I mean, it doesn't mean squat. So we pose out of different expectations. Could be at home, could be at work, uh, we pose around different people, different groups of people. This, this is my spiritual group over here. I'm a little more spiritual when I'm around these people. Uh, this is my dirty joke group. Oh, yeah, I got a different email for those guys. So uh, this is my cussing group over here. These are my drinking buddies. And they're all kind of, we categorize them, and that's kind of what we do. And we get good at it, and we can function like that. Uh, sometimes our posing is uh, based on geography, where we are. Could be at school. Could be, uh, could be at church. There's a lot of that going on. The old, uh, home, the old locker room talk, the old 
President Trump, how about that? Don't you love that? It's just locker room talk, man. Come on. Um, we become masters at posing, especially in church, especially in church. And we, and we get very, very good at it. Um, and I can, I can pose with the best of them. I was a head football coach. You got to fit in. You got to fit in at a, in a living room in South Dallas uh, or inner city Houston or out here in, you know, Love, Texas. I mean, you, there's a lot of things you got to do. But at church, it always feels like we need to be more spiritual because, well, everybody else is more spiritual, right? I mean, you're at church. And even though you're, you know, fussing at your wife, acting like a total jerk on the way to church when you walk in, it's like, hey, brother, how you doing, man? I've been praying for you, you know, that whole thing. And we feel like, we feel like everybody is, oh, just hyper spiritual, but they're not. They're not. And I think it's important to understand that, that nobody's got this thing figured out, guys. Everybody's got their, own, got, their, got their own set of issues, but they're not unlike, and I've said this the second time I've said that, they're not unlike issues that I have. Some of the same uh, problems, some of the same addictions, some of the same issues. I want to be like that person because they've got it figured out. Well, they don't. They don't. We tend to, it's almost like we've got a deck of cards we can pull those cards out. What face card do I want to show here? Oh, here's, oh, well, they're walking in, so I'll, I'll play that card. I'll be, the, I'll be the jack. I'll be the king. I'll be the, I'll be the joker. And we, we, we've, all, we've all got it. Some of us got a full deck, man. We can do it. We can do it with the best of them. We put up a front. Smoke and mirrors is what it is. Smoke and mirrors. We show everyone our highlights. Don't you love highlights? Don't you love Facebook? Man, it's just, man, what a great family. Well, dude's a jerk half the time, but oh my gosh, that's a great looking picture. They're all happy. And we get good at it, man. It's the art of the pose, the art of the pose. And we learn it, we learn it early. We take a brush, we can take a brush and we can paint a masterpiece like nobody's business, and it looks good, and it's just the way that we want other, other people to see it, because we know what to cover up. We know it. We know when we do it. We know when to step into character, and I know all this is, I'm being, I'm being pretty rough right here with some of the stuff, but it's, this is real talk. That's real stuff. If you want to be the man that God designed you to be, you better, you better be able to go places and look yourself in the mirror and understand, this is rough, and God, I need you. And I don't want to, I don't want to keep doing what I'm doing. When we're around a certain group, and they've got that, whatever that is, and we want more of that because we don't have that, then we pose, we shook and jive, we play our cards so it looks like we've got more of that. Why? So, they'll feel, so they, their perception, their words they use to describe me will be different. And a lot of times, and this is, what, this is what's tough for men, is that we want 
we won't, I won't let you in. I'm sorry. I won't let you in to the real me. I won't, I won't be legit. I won't be genuine because if, I'm, I'm scared. If I, if I show you and I lay them out there, these are my cards, man. You may see me for, really, for, for who I am and turn and walk away. And that's why we posed. And the thing is, while we're painting this masterpiece, it's not a deal where we paint a totally different picture. And every one of you know what I'm talking about. It's, we, we take this picture and we, we'll, we'll smear a little bit here to where, well, they're seeing the picture. They, just, they don't need to see all of it. And we'll, we'll paint this little gray part. We'll smear it to where some of it's not real clear, and that's good. That's what we want. We want to, uh, you want to throw off the scent. I don't want people to notice, you know what, that sometimes I'm scared. And sometimes I doubt. And sometimes my faith is so weak that it's like, God, I don't even know if you're really there. I don't know. I mean, I don't, uh, I don't feel like, I mean, really? God? I'm, and you start, que- I don't want people to know that I question God. So I'm going to put all smear a little bit, smear a little bit, or my lack of confidence. We misuse the talents that God gives us in order to sabotage what he wants us to be. He wants us, he's growing every one of us into the man that he designed us to be. But the giftings that we have are what we use to pose. It's very ironic. So, different examples. You can be the tough guy, all right? Nothing ever bothers me. I'm good. I got it. I'm going to play the tough guy card. You can be the cool guy. Hey, a bunch of cool guys. Guys love being the cool guy. Oh, that guy's cool, man. He's just, I don't really don't know much about him. He's cool. He's just cool. Or the happy guy. Happy people make me want to vomit sometimes. What a wonderful day. Everything's just a wonderful day. It's, the wind's blowing 45 miles an hour. I'm trying to go crappie fishing, all right? I'm a little bit bothered, all right? It's like, it's not, it's, yeah, you know, taking off work to go fishing, and it doesn't work out. The agreeable person. You're going to agree with everybody, all right? Great idea. I agree. Man, you, you divert the attention from how you really feel. You got sarcasm. Ooh, sarcastic Johnny. That's like our love language. Some of our secondary love languages are probably sarcasm. We can use sarcasm like easy. And all it's going to divert. It's going to divert the attention from the real, from the real you. We've talked about Facebook. You got Johnny Facebook, man. It looks, everything looks great. Those are my highlights, man. You got, you got uh, the, the spiritual guy. You want to play the spiritual card all the time. Oh, it's just, God is good. I'm praying for you. Praying for you. Are you really? I mean, you hear that? I'm praying for you, man. Mm. You know, the, the, I, I would like. I just need to know that you like, like you're really praying for me. Okay. You got the Christmas card guy. Knowing that you don't even ever wear that stuff. Everybody knows that your wife made you wear the sweater, right? So it's like the Christmas. It's but it's it's a it's a pose and. Uh, you got your language guy. I'm going to talk differently and different. And I could go on and on and on. But our, our actions, our reactions, and our language are all a, they're all a presentation. And they're a result of posing. All right. Um, 
Matthew 23, 35. talks about inside of the cup versus outside of the cup. God always speaks very clearly to the poser. I don't know that the Greek word, you know, can be translated to a poser or whatever, but he talks about the inside of the cup and the outside. God doesn't, he's not concerned about the outside of the cup. We are very, very concerned with the outside of the cup. What are people going to see? What? I don't want them to see all this. I cracks in my cup, man. It's like God, God is not interested in our show. He wants what he paid for, which is the inside of the cup, which is our, which is our hearts. Isaiah 29, 13. These people come near to me with their mouth and honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. Their worship of me is, uh, is based on merely human rules they have been taught. They have a poser's heart. All right, so what's the, what's the, I've beaten you up pretty good. So what's the opposite of a poser? Well, somebody that's real, somebody that's legit, somebody that's genuine and authentic. Well, duh, I mean, we know that, but the, the problem is this is sometimes I don't feel legit. I don't feel real. I don't feel genuine. I don't feel authentic. And sometimes I don't even feel worthy of having a legitimate relationship because I feel like a fake. I feel like I've got to put on a show. My thing I would tell you is this. We're so concerned with ourselves and not what God is growing us into. Get over yourself. I have to tell, everything I'm telling you, I got to tell myself when I look in the mirror. Get over yourself so you can be yourself. Get over yourself so you can be yourself. You don't have to perform. You don't have to do this or that. Be you. That's good enough. That's what, that's what Christ paid for, was you, not the poser you. And the thing is, 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 like right now, I'm not all that fired up. I love talking about this subject because I've, I have a poser's heart. We all do. Like right now, you think I'm, I'm not all that fired up about talking about the poser because my heart right now is not at this big spiritual solid level. Um, I mean, I just got fired as a head football coach, which is embarrassing. That is public embarrassment at its finest. I mean, information travels. I, I, got, I, had a, I got fired on a Sunday afternoon which is brutal, but I had a team meeting at 4 o'clock. At 4.40, I'm on my way home. I get a text from a coach in, at Florida State saying, man, I'm sorry. I'm like, what? I haven't, I'm not even home yet. I haven't talked to my kids. I haven't even told anybody other than my wife. And so my thing is, is I'm, st- I'm still dealing with some issues, man, with some of that. But it, and so in 60 seconds, and this gives you a little bit of a glimpse into my heart and my mind. In about 60 seconds, I can feel like slapping somebody or, or going like guerrilla warfare type, like Molotov cocktail, you know, doing some of that. I mean, some dark stuff. So I don't, a lot of times I don't walk around, you know, zippity-doo-dah, this is happy, happy. There are times where I want people to think, oh, man, I'm fine. You know, God is good. It's, you know, and we'll get into that here in a second. But 
when, you, when all of us are squeezed, when, when everything is just normal stuff, when everybody's squeezed, though, that's when the real you comes out. And I've been squeezed. And there are times where I don't like what's coming out. I don't like it. I don't like it at all. It's like, dang, dude, those are dark things you think. Well, yeah, yeah, there are. But here's the thing. I know some stuff. And the stuff that I know and the stuff that a lot of us know is that my worth and my identity are not wrapped up on what happens on a Saturday afternoon. I ain't like that. Even though we feel like that, that's not, that's, that's not what it's about. One thing I've learned is this. Don't let what you, what you feel control what you know. Don't let what you feel control what you know. Don't let what you feel control what you know. Let what you know have an influence on how you feel. That is massive. That is, that is massive. Because what I feel, sometimes I feel like, God, you ain't there, man. I mean, where are you? I, I don't even know. But I know. I know he's there. I know what it says in the Bible. I know that. But I don't feel that. And that's the tension. That's the tension. All right. When we feel like I can't, I, I can't do this. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. We feel like, man, I feel I ain't good enough. Man, I ain't good enough for this. I ain't cut out for this. Well, guess what? You are the righteousness of God in Christ. I'm used goods with too much baggage. You don't even know my story. Well, guess what? I'm a new creation in Christ. Woe is me. I'm stuck. This is not doable. All things are possible with God. I can't handle this. I, we've all been in a spot where, God, I can't handle this. can't do it. I can handle everything in the power of Christ. I'm never going to make a difference. I'm insignificant. Well, I've been created and chosen, called by God. I can't forgive so-and-so, which I'm, what I'm, I'm struggling with. I'm struggling with right now. I can't forgive. That's the way I feel. But guess what? This is what I know. Because Christ is in me, I can forgive. I can't get all this done. It's too much. Well, guess what? I have everything I need for life and godliness. That's, that's what we feel compared to what we know. So what's the difference? What's the difference between Frank Abagnale and Ferdinand DeMera and me and you? Well, on a, on a basic level, not much. Not much difference. Um, they just they did some illegal things that were really pretty awesome when you think about it. I mean, it's like, whew, I, there's no way I could do that. Um, but being a fake and a fraud is not illegal. We can live our whole lives and be fakes, posers, and not get thrown in jail, not do time like these guys. It's not illegal. It just it, it sucks. We rob God of what he designed us to be. And what I've found is this. This whole thing, it's not about being a good man. That's oh, a good man. That's a good Christian man. I don't even know what a good Christian man is anymore. I used to think I was a good Christian man. But at times, I'm not very good. There are things that I think and say that are not very good. This whole thing is not about being a good man. It's about striving 
in growing into the man that God designed you to be. And the Bible says in Exodus 23, 30, and this is really cool, it says little by little you grow until you have increased enough as a man to where you can take possession of this land that I've prepared for you. Little by little, not teleporting yourself there. And if you're, if you're, working, on, you're working on being good, it ain't about being good. Just keep growing little by little. Follow God, search him, seek it out. And then then little by little, you'll grow enough and you'll take possession of that land that he's prepared for you. That's what what this thing is about. Um, Keep in mind, and this helps me a lot, there is nothing that you can do to make God love you more. Not one thing. It's like, well, I, I had a good day yesterday. I didn't really, you know, I didn't look at porn. I didn't do this. And there's things that, you know, well... There's not, there's not one thing that you can do to make God love you more. There's not one thing that you can do to make God love you less. So, that, so the thing is, the pressure's off. The pressure's off. All this, all this, I gotta be this, I gotta be that, for God to show favor on me, for God to love me, that's garbage. That's, that's, that's from the world. You'll be up and down, up and down. God wants little by little. Just do it, man. Just do it. Just be faithful. Just do it. Um, he wants the real you, and I know we pose. I fight against it, but ultimately, it's like, guys, this is who I am, and it's all about grace. I need gra- what I'm finding out through my junk here in the last three months is I need grace as much as anybody, and because of that, I'm not going to earn anything by doing things. So I don't have to pose. If somebody wants to turn and walk away, then guess what? He's going to have to turn and walk away. Because God wants the real you. Because that's what he paid for. That's what he paid for. So that's, that's my thing. You'll probably remember the poser talk. I do the, I've, I've done this talk. This is one of my favorite things, man. Because it's just like every time I talk about it, it's like, yeah, well, guess what? You better, you better be able to, to be about it instead of just talk about it. And that's, uh, that's very, very important. So uh, I'm done. I appreciate it. I don't think anybody uh, fell asleep. Tobe, you got it.